Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We missed our last segment. We were talking with Judge Ted Stewart. His new book, A World Without America, What Would Your Life Be Like If the American Revolution Had Failed? And as I've been reading this over the last couple of days, uh, there's so many powerful things in there. You'll want to go back and listen to the podcast for sure. But it, it's really got me thinking uh, about so much of the founding and so many things that have taken place uh, over the course of our history. And it is. It's a short history. And I want to go all the way to the, the Declaration of Independence because there's often something in there that I think gets us a little sideways. Uh, and usually it's when we're justifying our own selfish or self-indulgent behavior. Many of us as Americans readily recite the Declaration of Independence, most famous passage regarding our right to pursue happiness. Few of us, however, recognize the true meaning or intent of that pursuit of happiness phrase. It's more than what we think. This is a think again moment. Thomas Jefferson very carefully and very purposefully placed that into the heart and soul of the Declaration of Independence. And and this is why. Jefferson had learned from many of the great thinkers, from Aristotle, Cicero, John Locke. Uh, he'd learned from all of them that the pursuit of happiness was not a casual phrase or even a simple right. Uh, all of those from history, they, they viewed the pursuit as the highest calling men and women could seek. Happiness is the aim of life, Jefferson said, but virtue is the foundation of happiness. Think about that. To Jefferson, the the meaning of the pursuit of happiness phrase went so much deeper than just some fleeting emotional feeling or personal pleasure. Pleasure. Some interesting words from Dr. Darren uh, McMahon uh, in his book, Happiness, A History, also a great read. He actually tied together the way Jefferson and other early Americans approached and pursued happiness. So connecting all the dots from those early leaders, from their personal beliefs, from their public statements, McMahon actually concluded that their vision of the pursuit of happiness, get this, could only be achieved through virtue, discipline, and service. Noodle on that for a day. So think about it. Virtue, discipline, and service. Those are hardly the words which spring to mind when we think of pursuing happiness. And honestly, I cannot say I have ever seen the media, a movie producer, a magazine publisher 
show people pursuing happiness by portraying them engaged in virtuous activities, rigorous discipline, or unselfish service. Uh, In fact, I would dare say that it's usually just the opposite. But to the founders of this nation, virtue was not just about morality or chastity, but it was about this deep commitment to living up to the highest standards of integrity, of humility, of personal excellence. And discipline, discipline was simply the price of admission to pursue and achieve success and happiness in this new land filled to overflowing with opportunity and promise. Now, as it relates to service, Dr. McMahon further noted, early Americans agreed that by pursuing the happiness of others, they actually helped to ensure their own. And I would just add that while Americans are often portrayed as self-absorbed narcissists, it is also very fair to say, unquestionably able to say, that Americans are among the most giving and empathetic people on the planet, regularly first to give, first to arrive on the scene of a natural disaster, first to raise awareness of a tragedy or an injustice. And I'm convinced that many Americans have experienced for themselves that happiness that comes from helping others. And that that kind of happiness is actually every bit as exciting as any virtual reality game and way more satisfying than a shopping spree and what shows up on your doorstep. Uh, John Stuart Mills once observed, happiness is not the same thing as contentment, but involves the pursuit of nobler feelings, higher pleasures, and higher things. And I would add things like virtue, discipline, and service. Uh, I am convinced that Thomas Jefferson knew exactly what he was doing and what he was saying when he set the standard by declaring that everyone had the unalienable right, opportunity, and even the obligation to pursue happiness in this extraordinary place that we call America. And so again, while we often think that this pursuit of happiness clause in the Declaration is all about pursuing personal pleasure or personal gratification, usually instant personal gratification. Uh, That is not what Jefferson meant, thought, or wrote. And while he did say, happiness is the aim of life, virtue is the foundation of happiness. And truly, that pursuit of happiness can only be achieved through virtue, through discipline, through service to others. And we forget that. And now, with a little help from Judge Stewart, we can imagine what would the world be like absent that? I think it's time for every American to benefit from and be a little more committed to, maybe a little more focused on, a passionate pursuit of happiness, real happiness. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. It's been great to be with you today. And as always, as you go out into the world today in your own pursuit of happiness, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, 
and do something today that'll make a difference. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.